After an accident, minutes matter. Your words and actions matter even more. You need help, and you need it now. This is David vs. Goliath, brought to you by Dolman Law Group Accident Injury Lawyers, a boutique firm with a reputation for going head-to-head -head with the insurance company giants and putting people over profits. Welcome to another episode of the David and Goliath podcast here with my business partner, Stan Guyup, and we're going to discuss court reform that just came down here in Florida. Governor DeSantis signs into legislation about a week and a half ago now, and um, it's not all it's cracked up to be. You know, the, they call it the predatory billboard bill. Um, at least that's how he introduced it at his first press conference, and it was meant to save Floridians money, and, you know, they call it a tour tax that is... Uh, what has been apportioned among all the Floridians, what they have to cover due to all these huge verdicts that are coming out from the plaintiff bar. But what we're going to discuss today is how this legislation has allowed insurance companies to escape corporate negligence, to when they're wrong, when they're guilty of malfeasance, when they do not evaluate claims properly or act in a reasonable manner, their fuck-ups are no longer fuck-ups. They get out of that. It's actually passed off to the consumer. The consumer doesn't even realize that. They just signed it. They have legislated themselves out of any liability going forward. Matt, like you can tell, we talked about this a little before the podcast. This gets both kind of heat. I mean, this is the biggest pile of horse shit that was ever sold to well, the- Well, DeSantis scumbag, and so is cohort, but let's, let's, let's go okay. to this one. I'm not going to say that across the board, DeSantis is a scumbag, because there have been a couple things he did that, know, I, right? that I didn't, yeah. uh, that I think are okay. This is, horrible this, is a, this is a big miss. This is like, I mean, you're not even getting dinner first. I mean, that this is just- Screwing the consumer, everybody in the state of Florida, be you a be you a claimant or someone who's getting sued, everybody's Liberal getting sued. Liberal conservative really doesn't matter. This one's pretty open and obvious. Let's go through it. So let's go through. Let's talk about the business owner, okay? The rich guy who thought this was in his benefit, okay? So bad faith. This is a claim against insurance companies when they screw it up, right? When they had a chance to get you off when the hook, but they did. Personal financial exposure as a policyholder as a the insured is no longer protected. And here's, let's go back to this little, the most basic concept of insurance. Okay. There's one obligation of the consumer. You've got to pay your bill. Okay. You pay your bill every month. That's your obligation. You don't do it because you've got nothing better to do. You do it because there's a reciprocal obligation on the insurance company. Side. When you fuck up really bad, when you hurt somebody, they're going to use that insurance that you've been paying for to get you off the hook and pay these people. That's their duty. If they do their duty, Everything works out. If you do your duty, you get your coverage. But what's happened is we've got this new law that's come into play where they say, look, if we screw up the insurance companies, right? If we screw up doing our duty, no one should really hold us liable for that. Let's talk about that, okay? If I've got a company, right? And my driver, let's say one of our employees here, right? One of our employees here does something crazy wrong okay we've got someone leaves ice on the floor in front of the door and a, and a visitor walks in and slips and becomes paralyzed that's a 20 million dollar claim 25 million dollar claim right it's a paralyzed person could be more than that so we see that we see that coming insurance companies duty because we've been paying them is to get out there and say look we we've got five million in coverage we want to give you this check in exchange for a release. Get our people off the hook. That's their obligation. That's their duty. Use this money to get you off the hook. When you say off the hook, I mean their personal financial exposure. They're now going to be exposed to a, a huge verdict. 
when I say off the hook, I mean like, hey, we owe the person who fell in the lobby the five the the money for the paralysis. They're going to give them five million dollars, and that person will sign a release saying, "I'm not going to sue your insured personally and take their personal stuff." That's the duty. That's the reciprocal obligation. That's the way it's supposed to work. If the insurance company screws that up, right, and this person sues you and gets a twenty-five million dollar verdict. You've still only got five million in insurance. Okay, it doesn't mean you've suddenly got twenty-five. You've only got five million in insurance, right? So you now owe twenty million dollars to this paralyzed person that you would not have owed if the insurance company had reached out, paid them the five million dollars proactively, and got the release. Used to be that all we had to show was an insurance company was negligent in its claims handling. If they were negligent in the claims handling, it could lead to bad faith. And that's when you would get to sue your insurance company. Say, look, I paid my bills. That was my job. You had a chance to get me off the hook. They offered to let you get me off the hook. And you chose not to get me off the hook. And now I've got all this this money that I owe these people. You've breached your duty to indemnify me. And not to make that sound simple, it's actually somewhat of a complicated process. Even before the new legislation, we had to show that they should have handled this the same way they would handle their own personal financial claims. And not expose their insurer to a potential excess judgment, knowing full well that a reasonable person would have paid out the limits. I mean, these things, these are certain elements that had to be met on a bad faith claim. Now, what does it look like? Well, now, negligence isn't enough. Now, let's get out of every other person in the state of Florida, business, person, all this. If we do something negligent and we cause someone harm, we're on the hook. That's the whole premise of this tort liability scenario. So the insurance companies get out there, get the legislature to write a special bill to say the only people in all of the state of Florida who aren't responsible for negligent acts are the insurance companies. If you want to hold an insurance company responsible for the acts, you got to show something more than negligence. you got to show something more reckless, more intentional. How does that make sense? Okay, It's not the person who bears the brunt of the insurance company's mistake is the insured. Let's get down to this. If I cause you harm, I owe you the money for all the harm. The insurance company steps in to pay it, but I'm the one who technically owes it. I'm the one who's on the hook. So with this scenario... I'm on the hook for $25 million. You're on the hook for $25 million. Insurance company could have got us off for five, but they didn't. See, now, well, prior to the new statute, all we had to show was the insurance company was negligent. That was, that was a little easier in, in the claims handling. Now we have to show something higher. And if we don't, we are on the hook for that judgment. Doesn't mean it's not owed. It suddenly means that if the insurance company screws it up and it's just negligence, you owe the extra money, not them. But the simple concept that we would have the audacity to present a bill out there that allows insurance companies to not be responsible for their own negligence is, is the truth. How does this screw the consumer? Well, well how, how this screws the consumer is now, okay, I used to be able to present a claim to the insurance company and put some pressure on them, right? I used to be able to go, hey, if you don't settle within a certain period of time, you don't do the right thing quickly, we're going to come after you. And you've got bad faith exposure. And it was that bad faith exposure, that potential that they would have to pay more than the policy limits that made them do the right thing because there was a penalty for doing the wrong thing. That's, that's kind of the thing in society. I mean, that's the basis of a civilized society. There is a penalty for doing the wrong thing. That's what makes you do the right thing. If there was no penalty for stealing, nobody would pay their bill at the grocery store. They'd just pick up their stuff and walk out. 
And I understand in some parts of California, it's kind of like that, you know, because they've gotten rid of That's penalties. That's where we like DeSantis in the state of Florida. certain things we love about him, but other things, not so much. Yeah. So I have to say, not like, I, I don't think he's the devil, but in this particular instance, holy crap, the consumer is getting screwed. The business owner is getting screwed. Forget this about political is a gift. I think I fall in the midline. I'm very much a moderate, and there's things about DeSantis I appreciate, but to reward his cohorts in the insurance industry in general, which is the biggest benefactor of the Republican Party. And obviously, he's got, as I said, on 2024. So he wants to make one last act of legislation to leave his mark on the state of Florida. This is terrible. He literally screwed over the consumers that benefit the insurance industry. Yeah, and and most of the stuff that we... The Florida insurance industry as a whole has different segments, okay? There are certain problems that applied to the property insurance industry, certain problems that applied to the auto insurance industry. Auto insurers in Florida were making record profits. There is no reason they needed any protection. They're still making record profits. They have not had any problems. They, and, and what they've done is they've imputed their problems they have in the uh, first-party property insurance industry and moved it over to the general liability industry, which doesn't really have problems. There's no real major issues. I think one issue that could have been solved is mandatory bodily injury coverage, which they neglected, which costs Floridians far more. There's so many uninsured drivers than uh, any nuclear verdicts, which are so rare and few and far between. And those nuclear verdicts will still happen anyway. We get to nuclear verdicts. Okay. This is another sort of aspect of the the bill that we haven't got into. Bill limited future, puts a strict limitation on future medicals. Okay which is, uh, we got to go into this as a whole separate podcast for 30 minutes, so we can't get too deep into it. But the verdicts that they are talking about, the nuclear verdicts, aren't driven by the future meds. They're not driven by the thing they limited, okay? They're driven by the pain and suffering box, which is still just the same. It hasn't been limited. It hasn't been changed. What they've done is limited a consumer's ability to get the future medical care they need for any injury. They're capping the amount. Yeah, but he used nuclear verdicts as political cover to attack the plaintiff bar, but more, you know, specifically reward his cohorts and hurt, you know, Floridians and consumers. So let me tell you, I mean, you know what the standard before they changed this? Your future medical bills had to be reasonable in cost. Why do you need to change that? Well, they're going to talk about these inflated medical bills. They're going to talk about these inflated bullshit medical bills. You just had to show what's reasonable. Surgeons who are, you know, pigs get fat, hogs get slower. And there's a lot of hogs out there that really, you know, ruin this. There's some bad, there's some bad apples in the lot. But truthfully, this was not a system that needed to be fixed. It's first party property need to be fixed. These scumbag roofers and uh, who are going around in communities and having everyone sign this or execute an assignment of benefits. And they're submitting all these spurious roofing claims based on some nonsense wind event that occurred god knows when blaming that as the reason why there's you know damage to a roof when that it's probably wear and tear from over the years and this became epidemic throughout florida well and you know that's what i told you it's anecdotal in certain minimal segments of the insurance industry it's not something that's endemic it's not something that's systemic it's not a system that was broken and needed to be fixed and in fact, what they've done, this is a huge money shift. The money is shifting from the consumer to the insurance company. It's not a shift from the attorney to the insurance company. It's a shift from the consumer, the person that sits out there driving on every day to the road, to the insurance company. If this was supposed to be a gift to the consumer, if this was really supposed to reduce premiums, do you notice? 
There's not one line in any of this tort reform that says an insurance company has to reduce premiums by one dollar. Doesn't do anything for consumers. Anti-consumer legislation has been passed in decades. No, it's this is horseshit, it, and it got. And the problem is, it can certain aspects of the bill can sound reasonable if you don't understand the industry. Every person out there, you, you totally got sold out by the legislature on this one. As we watch it play out, if you're not involved. You look at it and go, it really doesn't bother me. You wait till you have to make a claim. You wait till you get injured in an accident. You wait till you need future care. Let's talk about paralysis. Let's talk about some serious injuries where you need a lifetime of care. That's the person who got screwed in this in, in this bill. That's the person who's losing out. And the person who's benefiting the insurance so company is making billions yeah, of dollars anyway. Back a minute, though, it will affect some of these nuclear cases, some of the biggest cases. You talk about paralysis in the future medical bills. Yes. I, mean, I believe those cases are driven by pain and suffering. I don't think they're driven by the future medicals. Right, and we're not talking future medical. That's not well, – let's say we got $25 million in future medicals on a paralysis claim. There's nobody that's walking down the road saying that's a nuclear verdict. Nobody that's walking down the road saying, give me $25 million, I'd rather be paralyzed. You know, Because this is what it costs to take care of that person. Okay, The nuclear verdict is not got to do with what it's cost to take care of you. It's got to, hey, we'll give him $500 million for the pain and suffering. That's where the nuclear verdict comes in. That's where there's no bounds on what a jury's able to do. Okay, a jury's not allowed to award unlimited medical bills. It has to be supported by the evidence. And the evidence has to show that those bills are reasonable. That's sure. the standard before all this change. But in line also with these, ma these massive nuclear verdicts, most of the time there's a motion for remitter to downgrade the verdict based on the weight of the evidence. And more often than not, the judge will do that. So you see these numbers and they shock the conscience, but very rarely... Does the plaintiff actually recover that amount? We're not told that either. It, no, if it's runaway, if it's crazy, if it's like way out of whack with what you know is reasonable, the judge chops it down. He has the ability to do that on his own in post-trial motion. It's a post-trial motion for remediator. Okay, there can also be post-trial motions for editor if the jury got it too low. But there's already protections in place for these things. And what happened is this was a big gift to the insurance industry from DeSantis in the Florida legislature. It was a big kiss on the butt for him. Yeah, hoping that he's rewarding kind in his run in 2024. You need these very people to fund his campaign. That's right. Now we now we yeah. know, now they owe him. You know? Now they want him to do this on a nationwide basis. So let's give him lots of money and make him president. Yeah. I have to say I agree with Donald Trump on this one. What Ronald DeSantis did was absolutely asinine. Uh, he rewarded these insurance company cronies. And uh, it makes him a scumbag. And uh, I 100% agree with Trump. I mean, that's why I would throw my weight behind Trump and anyone else should. If you're not voting Democrat, at least support uh, DeSantis' opponent. The only way you can stick it back to uh, DeSantis is at the ballot box. Yeah, and the fact that they sold this bill to the public as some sort of benefit to the consumer because the consumer was getting screwed by oh, these massive claims, horse crap. Horse crap. Because let me tell you what, you know what the law already said, too, on bad faith? For a bad faith verdict, the insurance company wasn't allowed to raise premiums. They had to take that out of their profits. They weren't allowed to charge the consumer yeah. when they screwed it up. It had to come out of their profits. So now what they do? Well, we don't want to take it out of our profits, so let's not make negligence the standard anymore. Let's push that down to the consumer when we're negligent. Make them pay it. Let us keep all our profits unless we do something really, really, really bad. As you said earlier, nary a word in the legislation in any of the language about reducing insurance premiums. Nothing. No, it doesn't exist. It's horse crap. Well, 
I think we beat that topic to death. Stan, know where you stand. I think everyone knows where I stand. All right. Yeah. So this has been another edition of the David vs. Goliath podcast. It's always interesting to get out there. I, you know, this one gets a little heated, especially when we get a little emotional on things. But it's nice to talk about these topics because I really, really think as much as we sit around the office and like this is like second nature and we see it. I think a lot of the consumers out there, sometimes they believe the bullshit that's written on the wrapper and don't really realize what's inside the package they just bought. Well, sure. Of course, you hear these plaintiff lawyers and these runaway verdicts, and it creates a visceral reaction in your normal consumer. What you're not told is this is gift-wrapped um, legislation for the insurance company. It only benefits the insurance carriers. does not benefit consumers one iota. Your premiums will not go down at all. They're going to go up as usual, and these insurance companies are having record-setting profits. Year after year. Nope. No one, none of these Florida carriers and casualty and uh, auto carriers are having any issues at all. And let me tell you what, there's a whole sort of sub, dirty subside to the insurance industry where they can make themselves look like they're not making profits through management companies. They get paid handsomely to manage the insurance company. And then people get their profits from the management company and make the insurance company look like it's dead ass broke. Yep. That's a whole nother topic we can go over on another day, but they're claiming poverty. They're lying. Well, it's been another wonderful episode of the David and Goliath podcast. Thank you very much, Dan. I appreciate having you. Thank you. This episode of David versus Goliath is over, but your journey is just getting started. To share your story with us, visit dolmanlaw.com. That's D-O-L-M-A-N law.com. Or call 866-965-6242. The insights and views presented in David vs. Goliath are for general information purposes only and should not be taken as legal advice for any individual case or situation. The information presented is not a substitute for consulting with an attorney, nor does tuning into this podcast constitute an attorney-client relationship of any kind. Any case result information provided on any portion of this podcast should not be understood as a promise of any particular result in a future case. Dolman Law Group. Big firm results. Small firm personal attention.